This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome to Hour 3 of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. I think I mistakenly said this is Hour 2. This time is just flying, ain't it? This time is just getting swallowed up. Let's talk to Bob. You're on 101.7 The Truth. Thank you for holding. How are you? Hello, uh, Sherwin. Uh, it's two things I want to mention about a restaurant, if you don't mind. Uh, one thing is, well, I don't eat out with my sister because she complains. You're in a vulnerable situation when they're fixing your food. So I don't. I, I, I believe in that caller that called you or they wrote you and said, give her $20 and just get out of here and don't come back. I believe in that. And number two, I love some turnip and mustard greens and some dressing and and some roasted. I'm not going to a restaurant, a black restaurant that says, hey, we specialize in octopus. I mean, I understand what you mean, but man, I I can eat that food all the time. You know, we we should cook what white folks like or what whatever. I I'm, I, I like me some cabbage sprouts. And I don't want to. Well, not Bob, that's the kind of that. food that we eat all the time traditionally for holidays, for birthdays. You mean to tell me that you would go out to a restaurant just to eat the food that we traditionally been eating our entire lives? And here's the thing with soul oh. food. White folks love soul food. We just don't market soul food to them. They absolutely love it. But for some reason, we keep our soul food restaurants to ourselves. Like black folks keep feeding each other the same food that we make at home. That's why a lot of those businesses fail, because the soul food that my mama makes is how I am accustomed to eating it, the way it's seasoned, the way that it's flavored. If I go to somebody else's restaurant, if the dressing don't taste a certain way, if the greens don't taste a certain way, if the macaroni and the candy yams ain't a certain way, I'll never go back because I can just eat it at my mama's house. That's a horrible business idea. I agree with you about your mother's dressing, but if it's a little off dressing, I just can eat. It's okay. I don't want no octopus from no black restaurant. Black, they ain't gonna stay. I trust me, Bob. You ain't got that to worry about. You ain't gonna get no octopus or the black. So what? What we should do instead of just marketing our food to us, we should market our food to other people. If there's one way in which white folks are way more adventurous than black people, it's with food. They'll eat anything. It can even be raw. They eat all sorts of things. And a lot of them would find soul food a delicacy because white folks don't make it and they don't know how to make it. So they will pay somebody else and go to somebody else's restaurant to eat it. Because once we figure that out, we're going to be in great shape. Uh, well, you know, that's it's interesting, you know, to do it that way. Cause I like, I'm just used to it. Just like you said, I'm used to, I'm used to this. I want that. I can eat it all the time. I don't care if I had it in the past. Do you cook? Not, you don't cook, though, do you? Yeah, I cook me. I don't. I'm a bachelor cook. I cook pork chops and corn, steak and corn, hamburger and corn. <laughs> I see, I, I'm noticing a theme. 
Well, you know, you have a person, uh, you have a company that advertise on your show that trips me out. Oh, here we go. Who is it? I mean, I'm not now. I'm, I'll tell Rhea if Rhea tries to promise me not to tell you because I don't want to let the show know this and too many people will be coming. But they give, they lay a person off. They're giving them a, a year's service pay. They saw me unloading the pipe what? when they were building, when they were, when they were building a business, uh, uh, part of a business. Bob, what's the name and of the business, said, man? What is the name? If it advertises on my show, man, I already know what it is. What is it? No, I tell Rhea. And no, you're going to tell me. They have, they actually, they, they're so big that they advertise on the Super Bowl the year before and the year before. Who is it, Bob? You got five seconds they to tell on, me. They, they on your show, man. I will tell Rhea, and Rhea got to promise me. You ain't going to be able to tell Rhea, because when I hang up, you gone. So you telling me right now. <laughs> and Rhea, see. Bob, see, you now Rhea, have three seconds, because I, I got two other people on hold. If you ain't going to tell me, I got to go. Talk to you later. Got time for him. Hello, Tasha. How are you? Thank you for holding. I'm sorry Bob took so long. He's a little long-winded. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. It's always good to hear his voice. Um, how are you today? We'll start there. I'm doing well. And I agree with you with the with the business. See, the thing is, is that we put our our dollars into the wrong place, and a lot of black people, us as a culture, we don't realize that we make or break business. And until we realize that our money is power, and um, like the the gas stations and the corner stores, they only there because we shop at them. But when you go in there, a lot of them are really nasty and mean. And they, I get like the community sometimes treats them rough, but you have to understand we're sending their children to college, places our children aren't even going. So when, if you decide you go in the store and you see this, this gas station or corner store person doing something wrong, instead of patronizing them, walk past them, go to the next store. And then eventually, if nobody comes, that store will close and try to put a black, you know, a black business there. Um, one more thing, like on, on um, Fond du Lac, the old Burger King building. Why is that a million dollar building in our poor community? So this building costs a million dollars, meaning some other rich tycoon is going to come in our neighborhood again and benefit from us. Tasha, where that's, where that's on Fond du Lac? Like 51st and Fond du Lac? Yeah, that oh, yeah, Burger King, yeah. I, I call that building, it's a million dollars. Yeah, I believe it. Now that's a million dollars. And, and my jaw is straight dropping because we don't even have a million dollars. You know, and, and how is that possible in our area? How do one of us get access to that building to make all that money that that location is going to make? Because if all of the kitchen equipment is still in it, keep in mind the size of it and the size of the parking lot, so the land is going to be very expensive. But if all of the kitchen equipment is in that building, that might be eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars worth of fryers and ovens and sinks and refrigerators and deep freeze units. Absolutely. And you could make 
a million dollars a week if yeah. you put a certain kind of business or restaurant in there with that million dollars worth of equipment. So that's not a stretch now. Now, here's the other thing. We can't get sticker shock if we decide that we want to close businesses in our neighborhood, the corner stores that treat us poorly, and we stop going there and then they close. We can't have sticker shock when we want to buy that that corner store business and then offer those products to our people. That's the other thing. We can't get sticker shock now. And, yes, there are black folks that have millions of dollars, believe it or not. We got money. We ain't broke. We just don't know what to do with it. I know. That's true. But a lot of times, too, they give us such a runaround. It's so hard. So, but other than that, you know, I just feel like we need to stick together as a community and help each other out a little bit more. You know, I but don't, we I don't also mind have to black restaurants are busy. We have to sell black folks the things that black folks want to buy that we are really limited in what we offer for sale. I don't always want to buy candles and incense and sea moss and, and T-shirts. I need the, to buy the things that I as a consumer need to function. We need to look at consumer categories of where we as black folks spend the most money and put our businesses there. If you want to be able to sell to black consumers or there's also nothing wrong with a black business owner selling products to white folks because white folks sell stuff to us. They are a big, wealthy consumer market that we as black folks are afraid to tap into, but they ain't afraid to tap into us. They've been marketing to us exactly. since the beginning of time. So maybe the new I, I mode of a black owned business is we need to sell to white folks. But what about Latino like, folks? You know, Timberland, he doesn't even like us. People run around with that tree. I'm like, okay, whatever. That that was like in the 90s when they was talking about the tree. I haven't bought Timberland since then. I used to like Timberland, but I, I hey, I made, I made my decisions. And generally, if I say I'm not going to patronize, I will not patronize. I don't care about the sale, what they offering. I don't care. I just, I will not shop there. You know, so, and that's what, I think we need more togetherness with that. Like, we need to band together. Like, you know. Band together, like more togetherness is really important. And we just don't, we don't. And when you do get in that position, quit having the mentality like you can go somewhere else. You know, honestly, you, you shouldn't send a dollar out your, out your establishment. You should really, I get you can't please everybody, but you should at least try. But and how much abuse should a consumer put up with? I know you've had this experience before. You go into a, I'm not even going to say a black owned business. And they're rude. They're disrespectful. The place is unclean. You you ain't yeah, going back because you know it. another place. Here, Say it again. Because I give out regardless if I'm I'm a chef. I've I've worked in a lot of restaurants and I've done a lot of customer service jobs and I pride myself on my good customer service okay. because that's important to me to make me spend my money. But if you go to it because you I'm glad you said that because you pride yourself on offering good customer service. You are really upset when somebody gives you bad customer service and you cannot reward bad customer service because what happens is the business owner has no incentive to improve. Now, you can make a suggestion and that can go one of two ways. They may take your suggestion to hard and improve or they may cuss you out. Either way, sometimes it's easier to go to another business where they will respect you as soon as you walk in the door. Exactly. And that that's it. That's that's what a lot of black people got to understand, too. Customer service is everything and not just black people, business in general, because customer service, wherever you go these days, suck. They talk on the phone. They cuss. They ignore you. You ask them a question. They act like you bother them. Is this not your job? Like I'm asking you to help me. 
And, and and a lot of times that's what we get, a lot of attitudes. If you don't like dealing with the public and you don't want to have that good service, then you shouldn't be working with the public. You should do something where you don't have to deal with people. Here's a perfect example, then I got to let you go. Go to a Popeye's when they've run out of chicken. They get mad at you because they're out of chicken. Goodbye. Have a good one. All right, Tasha. Goodbye, Tasha. It's a very fruitful conversation. Okay, I am going to find the consumer categories where black folks spend the majority of their money. I had an article. What is this here? According to a marketing research, to marketing research on Black Impact by Nielsen, black shoppers spent $473 million on hair care. Black consumers also spend $127 million in personal appearance products like grooming aids and $465 million on skin care preparations. This research also shows that the black consumer audience spent $151 million on women's fragrances, $60 million on watches, and oh, $4 million on kids' cologne. What is wrong with y'all? Come here, Devontae. Here, put on put on some of this cool water. Come here, put on some of this jupe. Mama, I'm going to kindergarten. But you're going to smell growing as hell. You're going to smell. Oh, my. All right, let's talk about black consumer categories on the other side. You're listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 FM. I'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back on 1017 The Truth. The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth. The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back to the program. So I got a whole bunch of information on black consumer data. I don't know if we look at where if we want to sell stuff to black people. If you want a black owned business, well, you are black. If you want to start a business and you want to serve black consumers and you want to locate in the black community, you want to help your people and serve your people. And you want our money and our dollars to stay in our neighborhoods and to stay in our community. First, we need a black bank. That's number one. More than Columbia Savings, if they're still around. Like last time somebody talked about Columbia Savings, which was recently, they don't even offer like debit cards. That's just we got to do better with so much stuff. But we look at maybe our hobbies, what we like to do, what we know how to do real well or what we get a compliment on. And we turn that into a business because we know how to do it with very little respect given to what black people are actually buying and where our dollars are already committed. You may get some business by saying, hey, support me. I'm a black owned business. Just like if you run for office, you may get some votes for your family. Your family might vote for you, but you may not get other people to vote for you. Just like if you're a black owned business, you may not get other people to buy your products. And the whole point of being in business is to sell and make profit. If the black consumer market is either already committed or already tapped out, that doesn't mean that you can fail as a business. You just market your products and your services to someone else. And marketing is very creative, is it not? 
we are for the purposes of this information I have here, this data from marketingcharts.com, we are 14% of the population, okay? But we are 85.7% of the ethnic hair and beauty aids industry. We spend $54.4 million on that. Women's fragrances, we are 14% of the population, but black men and women, I suppose, are 22.4% of the people that purchase women's fragrances. So these are categories in which we are overrepresented in these consumer categories than we are in the population. We are 15.7% of the people that buy bottled water. Now, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because we have got a lot of lead pipes in our communities, not just in Milwaukee, but all over the country. So that makes sense. I could have my own brand of black-owned bottled water, and I put a nice label on it, a picture of my face on it, and I will call it black, black water, black power, Malcolm drink. Martin water with a picture of a raised fist and a map of Africa on it. Black drink this soul juice, soul water and it'll be in a black bottle, but the bottle will be shaped real curvy. Like the bottle has a BBL and it'll be black, black on water. Spices, seasonings, and extracts. We are 16.1% of the consumers of that category. Spices, seasonings, and extracts. We be seasoning some food, don't we? We are 17.5% of the market of refrigerated juices and drinks. 17.8% of the frozen, unprepared meat and seafood market. We are 18.9%. These are all categories in which we are overrepresented in consumer categories than we are in the population. So we're only 14% of the population, but we are 18.9% of the consumers of personal soap and bath needs, 20.1% consumers of men's toiletries, feminine hygiene, 21% consumers in that category. And then the other two are already... Went over ethnic hair and beauty aids. We are 85.7% of the consumers in that category. Women's fragrances, 22.4%. Oh, look at this. So these are consumers of color. So this is not, this is blacks and Hispanics and probably Asians. We spend... $941,200,000 $941,200,000 no that's total spend consumers of color spend basically half a billion dollars on dry vegetables and grains consumers of color spend $817 million on baby food personal soap and bath needs consumers of color spend $1.3 billion okay have a black owned soap company That sells bottled water and baby food. We spend $2.3 billion on shelf-stable juices and drinks. I ain't going to lie to you. I love cran grape. How do you not love cran grape? Rhea, you drink cran grape? Cran apple? I like a good cran apple, and I think it's like a cran pear or peach or something. Pear. There is a cranberry white grape. 
and a cranberry peach caught in the ocean spray. It's expensive. I drank the whole bottle. And in like a day, white grape. It's all sugar. But it's wake up in the middle of the night, have some in the morning, have some for lunch. Uh-oh, it's gone. Let's talk to, hello, Linda. How are you? Let's Good get your intro out of the way. <laughs> good morning, good morning, Professor Sherwin. Good morning, good comma brands, and good morning to all the good black and white people of Milwaukee. How are you, good people? Keep shining, um, Sherwin. This is a wonderful uh, topic. I thought that every now and then Sherwin would belch out some really uh, good, profitable ideas, and uh, African food restaurant is. A good one, and I think that we are limiting uh, uh, our, our, you know, uh, imagination with that because we do have African African cuisine. And one of my favorite restaurants you know, in the city. What's the one? Is the right, African right. Cottage, the one on Farwell? Yeah, that is like so, one of the best restaurants right. I've ever been to in my entire life. Yeah, and so what I'm saying, as far as you know, like uh, soliciting to non-black. Uh, uh, customers they love you know something unique and different and so if a, a person interested in that going outside of the you know expanding the meals from that traditional you know dressing in african-american food to uh true african cuisine food and i also wanted to just backtrack on yesterday because it's worth mentioning as an educator i i like to be thoroughly um with the information and when you were talking about uh, the uh, mitochondria DNA, it was Kike Anta Diop that exposed that. You know, they want to separate us from Africa, you know, African-Americans from Africa. They want to separate Kemet from Africa and also. But he uh, snuck in <laughs> and in those museums and got uh, an actual uh, sample of the mummies and um did a scientific study, and that's what brought out this information. So we need to credit the Africans who um, contribute to the uh, the knowledge that we have today. And then I want to say, too, we can't that, talk about that, though, Linda, because right. if if people believe that mitochondrial DNA exists, then they can't believe in Adam and Eve because mitochondrial DNA is proof that we evolved. Well, Not that we came from the Garden of Eden. That is why black folks will never right. embrace that truth. Well, that's okay, but facts is fact, and truth doesn't need any coding or what have you. So it's the difference between a lie and the truth. And so if a person wants to believe a lie, that's on them, and they'll get the results of that. But me, I want to follow truth. But as far as the black-owned bottled water, you know Louis Farrakhan owns his own water. Uh, 19 Keys owns his own water. Forbidden uh, Knowledge have their own water. And I just think that uh, that's really great. You And all of this black-owned soap and all of that, you, you are belting out ideas for the listeners to take on. And if they, you know, got the in intellect and the wherewithal, they could really do something with it. So I'm just saying kudos to you for these ideas you belch out. Thank you. I'll keep belching out ideas. All right, hon. Thanks. All right. Then. Belching sounds so vulgar. It's a very vulgar term. What else we got here? 
Mainstream manufacturers across other industries are also seizing the opportunity to create specific products to appeal to diverse consumers. Not so surprisingly, African-Americans have cornered the ethnic hair and beauty market, ringing up $54 million of the $63 million total industry spend. But marketers should find it interesting that black consumers aren't just spending on products created specifically to appeal to them. In fact, in terms of sheer dollars, African-Americans spent considerably more money in the general beauty marketplace last year. Black shoppers spent $473 million in total hair care of the $4.2 billion industry and made other significant investments in personal appearance products such as grooming aids, $127 million out of $889 million, and skin care preparations, $465 million out of a $3 billion industry. I am reading a survey where they study what we as African-American consumers buy and they will create products and services based on where we spend our money already. When we start businesses, we start with something that we know how to do, regardless of what the consumer market is. So here's what we really need. And I bet I can pull it up. What if I pulled up the categories in which Caucasian Americans spend the majority of their money? Those are your business ideas, ladies and gentlemen. We are not the only consumer market. If you're an African-American, you can't go into it thinking that your only customers are going to be black. Now, maybe your your base, your core foundation of your customers can be black. That's fine. But you have to expand. McDonald's does not just sell hamburgers and cheeseburgers and fries just to Asian people. They sell them to everybody. In fact, I would argue that McDonald's is a restaurant that is synonymous with family, probably less so now than it was, because there was a period of time where y'all would go out to eat and just go to McDonald's and it was fun and you'd sit inside. It's a lot different than my McDonald's experiences as of late. You know what I do? I go get a filet of fish. Maybe a large fry. I don't I don't drive home. I pull right over into the parking lot where I am joined by other sad, lonely diners. I look at them, they look at me. We all know what each other is going through. I remove my shirt, usually put on some Boney James, maybe a little Sade, a little Jeff Lorber. I take my shoes off, recline that seat a little bit, and just start nibbling on that filet of fish. Oops, I dropped a little tartar sauce on my chest. Uh-oh. Can't just let it go to waste. Let's talk to. Hello, Adam. How are you? Oh, hi, Sharon. Um, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, I, w- yep, I wanted to give, you a, give a couple of examples about uh, um, the sacrifice for doing business with uh, black people. Um, our black businesses, um, like my church, uh, which is a predominantly uh, white congregation. Um, it's actually the congregation that, uh, JD, uh, attends. Uh, he's spoken about it a few times. Uh, uh are y'all a Unitarian to, uh, or Lutheran? What are y'all? The Unitarian Universalist, sir. Where are you guys located at? On, uh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, on, uh, Cass and, uh, Ogden. Oh yeah, that's right. Right on the corner. I, know you, exactly you, I think you... 
I think you mentioned uh, that you've seen our Black Lives Matter sign on the uh, building. Oh, it's more than uh, so a sign, sir. Are. It's a banner. It's very impressive. <laughs> yep, yep. We're still practicing that. So uh, they, they wanted to uh, find different ways to uh, do business with uh, black businesses. Uh, so I did a bit of research on Columbia Savings and Loan uh, to see what services they offer. Um, they do have CDs. So uh, we did uh, eventually put a significant amount of money uh, uh, with Columbia Savings and Loan uh, in one of their CDs. Now, the issue is that, um, you know, it's a considerably lower rate uh, that we could have gotten out in the market. But that was the sacrifice that uh, we uh, were willing to make and uh, in order to do business with them. Um, another thing I do uh, understand kind of with uh, what some of the callers are saying is that I live on the deep southwest side of uh, the city. So when I want to uh, do business with black businesses, I have to actually travel across town to do so. And um, sometimes you're just thinking about uh, you just want to go and have a nice dinner uh, in and out. And you think about going on the north side uh, to the black businesses, the business, uh, the services generally uh, slower, uh, maybe a bit as well. Uh, <laughs> not up to par, if you will. But um, I do still make that sacrifice because it's most certainly important for me that I uh, do do business with black businesses, uh, uh, regardless of the sacrifice. Um, so I just wanted to just relay a couple of examples there of uh, kind of what uh, what one may have to do. All right. Appreciate you, Adam. Thank you for your call. Thank you, sir. All right. I'm different. Because if I have to give up a lot of my time or convenience to support a business of any kind, then that business, no matter what they sell, is already too expensive. I need to be efficient. And I, y'all going to get mad at me regardless of what I say, but I can't get myself in the frame of mind, okay, I know this is going to be a long line. It's going to be a long wait. The service might be lackluster, but let me just do this to support this business. That sounds like charity work. We are beyond charity, y'all. And here's the thing. Here's what's crazy. I'm going to say this, and I got to take a break. We know what good customer service is because if we don't get it, we have a fit. We'll cuss out everybody in the restaurant if they're being disrespectful and rude to us. We will tell everybody. We'll get on social media. We'll post it on Facebook. We'll take pictures. We know poor customer service. We know it better than anybody else. We know poor customer service a mile away. But for some reason, we can't give it. Now, that's not all businesses. Let me just give this example. Then I'm really going to go to break. If there is an African-American consumer and they go to a restaurant and they get poor service, let's say it's a white restaurant, it's real bad service. They're not attentive. They're being ignored. They're witnessing other tables get better service, more prompt service than they are. Well, we take that very personal because it must be intentional, right? And we'll do whatever we do. We'll have a fit. We'll complain. We'll yell. We'll do whatever. If that same African-American that received that bad service is also a business owner themselves, there's no excuse for them to ever have poor customer service because they know how it impacts you. You take it personal, especially when you are in that establishment to spend your hard-earned money. You want your money to go as far as it possibly can, and that includes wonderful service. So because we are so familiar with being treated poorly at establishments and at restaurants, black businesses should have the best customer service on the planet, on the planet. 
We're listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 FM. I'll be right back. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The award-winning 1017 The Truth proudly celebrates black excellence and the most monumental moments in our history. Tune in all month long as we celebrate black history. 1017 The Truth Celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter to the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. The award-winning 1017 The Truth proudly celebrates black... I already... The award-winning 1017 The Truth is home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball... Don't miss any of the high-flying, slam-dunking, hoops, three-point action layup by listening to Panthers Basketball on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms. The Panthers are on the road one last time tonight before conference tournament plays. They are set to take on the IUPUI Jaguars. Coverage begins at 5.30. Tip-off is at 6. All right. If you really want to be successful in your business, try and get your... If you sell a product, get it listed on Amazon. I thought that we were bigger consumers of Amazon. I buy everything off of Amazon. Everything. You know where I really save money? On So, like, um, I think this might be the consumer cyclical category. And I'll do a bulk order at once, like once a month. Deodorant? No, I buy, like, like six things of deodorant. It lasts me many months. So, but deodorant, laundry soap, toilet paper, paper towels, bath soap, and hand soap. Way cheaper on Amazon. I'm a Prime member. So maybe that helps me save money too. And I have an Amazon Prime Visa card. So I earn 5% cash back on everything I buy on Amazon. And if I shop at Whole Foods. Now, I don't really be going to Whole Foods like that because Whole Foods is expensive. But Whole Foods has a really good uh, hot bar. They have a lot of real good, fresh, uh, hot food at the Whole Foods. But 5% uh, cash back I earn when I use my Amazon Visa card at Whole Foods. And then 5% cash back when I shop on Amazon. So I buy my those items that you know you're going to need. Toilet paper, paper towel, laundry soap, um, my dish soap. What else? Deodorants. And all that kind of stuff. Let's talk to Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hey, Sherwin. Thank you so much for accepting my call. Um, A quick question for you. As it relates to the opportunity that the Black Chamber of Commerce is giving to consumers to give feedback to the um, Black-owned restaurants, do you know, um, like, what's the second phase of that? Are they going to take that feedback and possibly provide these restaurants with some technical assistance? to kind of help in those areas where they may be, um, you know, get a lower uh, review based off their experience because there's a couple that was mentioning, mentioned that I know that the customer service is bad, right? But at the same time, I'm just one of those people, Sherman, that I will always support, you know, black businesses. And, and in order for me not to support, I have to have, <laughs> and I, I call me a glutton for punishment, right? But I got to have a really bad experience multiple times. And I usually do it three. I, I'm a three, a three times then I'm a strike. I have to be like, hey, I'm not going to support you as much as I possibly would have, but I just don't support at all. 
So I'm just wondering, like, what assistance is going to be provided to kind of help in those areas to help boost or, or for them to sustain their businesses um, once they get the feedback? So that's all I have to say. Okay, you know what? I don't know, but that is a very good question. Hopefully that feedback turns into different offerings or different levels of service. Some of these businesses might realize they're so short-staffed if that's what mm-hmm. the feedback keeps coming back as they may need to hire additional staff. But I don't, let me go back to the article here. But I appreciate your call, Nicole. I want to research this Madarn self. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Nicole. All right. Let's see here. Um, so here are the restaurants. Mr. B's Privilege Lounge. So these are these six black owned restaurants where you can get a $25 gift card to purchase food items from these restaurants that I'm about to name. But the requirement is, so they give you the $25 gift card. You go there, you spend your $25. It literally costs you nothing, but please leave a tip. And then you have to give feedback to the restaurant about your experience. Here are the restaurants and their addresses. Mr. B's Privilege Lounge at 8617 West Brown Deer. Perkins Boys on the Grill, 6818 West Brown Deer. Brothers Backyard Barbecue, 3530 West National. Mikasa Sioux Cafe at 1835 North Dr. MLK. Delicious Bites at 6538 West North Avenue. And Tropic MKE at 518 North Water Street. Here's what I find interesting. Two of these restaurants are located in Brown Deer. When I grew up in Brown Deer, there was no black-owned businesses. Here is where I think that we lost about a generation in African Americans moving out of the city. Typically, when you move out of the city and move into the suburbs, you take your black businesses with you because when we move out of the city into the suburbs, our consumer needs are not met. Right. So I can remember my mother, my auntie would go shop at, I'm going to say it right, Galst Foods because the grocery store offerings in Brown Deer did not meet my mother's needs to buy collard greens and the turnip greens and the mustard greens and chicken and for chicken and dressing and the duck and the capons. Couldn't get it at the pick and safes. I always thought a capon was just a funny name for a chicken. A capon is a castrated rooster. FYI. So when a community migrates, take your businesses with you because you can then serve the consumers of your ethnicity. Let me give you an example. Mexicans. Mexicans come from Mexico, don't they? They do. And when they settled in Milwaukee, They settled on the south side of the city. And there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. What did you find and do you find probably less now? They're more spread out now on the south side of Milwaukee. Mexican restaurants. That's where they moved to. That's where they brought their businesses and their cultures all up and down historic Mitchell Street. You have got businesses, shops, stores, boutiques that represent the ethnicities of the people that live in those communities. And those folks are largely transplants. Here's where we may have made the mistake, but there's also some racism and discrimination involved in this as well. Black folks move out to Brown Deer. Brown Deer is now so black that their village trustee since probably 2014 or 2016 is a black woman named Wanda Montgomery, meaning there's so many black people in Brown Deer, they get to vote for black representatives and black representatives win. 
But there has never been a plethora of black businesses in Brown Deer. There's more now, I'd imagine, than ever before. But we've been living in Brown Deer since the 1960s. So that is something that we have to be very mindful of when black people migrate and we move. The other example would be when we came here from the South. Did we bring our businesses with us? Was there a larger? No, there were. There was more soul food restaurants in the, I'd imagine, in the 60s and the 70s because the food that was available in German, Irish, Polish, Milwaukee did not meet the needs or the specific tastes of black Southerners who were coming up here to work at A.L. Smith, Alice Chalmers, the breweries, American Motors, et cetera, et cetera. So just something to keep in mind as we migrate, our businesses need to follow. But as we move to new places, new territories, new communities, new suburbs and new lands, we have to go to those local banks to get our funding. And we always have been victims of discrimination when it comes to getting small business loans. So there you go. Probably an institutional reason why our businesses could not follow our migration patterns. You were listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 FM. I'll be back shortly. Don't touch that dial. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. J.D., I take great offense that you don't love my favorite Mexican restaurant. I'm not going to say the name of it because I'm not even going to put them out there like that. Y'all already know what it is, and it's my favorite. LT says Momo Me and Five O'Clock Steakhouse are my two favorite restaurants in town. They both prepare food in such a manner that it is unbeatable anywhere else, and you cannot make it at home the same way. The servers are trained in such a manner, trained in such a manner that every guest is treated like they save their money for a year for that one specific night to go there. They make you feel so special, you won't forget it. If a restaurant doesn't make you feel like that, don't go back. Rob says, Mo Bay's Jamaican. I haven't been there for the food, Rob, but I went there for a happy hour one day. It's a very nice place. Mo Bay's Jamaican, Ruby J's Soul Food, Botana's. I already read those. Mikoko's Caribbean, Sabor Tropical, Puerto Rican. Olive Garden? Come on. The Olive Garden shouldn't be anybody's favorite restaurant. Bella's Bistro, he named. I looked that place up. That place looks real nice. It's in Bayview, 2600 block of South KK. I'll go check that one out. Let's see what else y'all talking about. Um, Joseph says, most kids know video games are fake. LT says, young women will call in sick from work a lot. Be lonely at home. Get a cat, which are the most judgmental pets you could have because they're looking at you all day going, she ought to be at work. Women can feel this and it contributes to their mental illness. I got an article that I posted in the Hughes Views Facebook group. I also posted the six black owned restaurants where you can get the $25 gift cards from the Wisconsin Black Chamber to go and rate their customer service. There's an article that says women that have cats have like a way higher incidence of mental illness like schizophrenia. Let the cat lady jokes begin. So there's something to the whole cat lady thing. LT says, Botana's is the Taco Bell of Mexican food in Milwaukee. Ding! Darian says, Paloma's Tacos and Tequila, good restaurant. So I've never been in the restaurant, Darian, but I've had carryout from there, and they actually do have a, a, their salsa is weird, though, but they got decent food. 
LT said you had to go to Taco Bell before Chi-Chi's. But I wouldn't call Taco Bell a Mexican restaurant, though. But I, that's just that's fast food. Chi-Chi's was the first sit down Mexican restaurant that a lot of us went to, which kind of introduced us to Mexican food. But there was things that Chi-Chi's had on their menu that you can't get at any other restaurant. They had like this cornbread cake that I haven't seen since. But I still, to this day, when I buy salsa, I prefer to make my own salsa. But when I buy salsa, I still buy Chi-Chi's salsa. Their salsa was bomb. Um, Let's see what else we got for text messages. Renee says, good morning, Sherwin. I love Perkins Boys on the Grill. I've been going there since they opened. The food is always good and consistent with the quality. However, they never have their delicious banana pudding. It's a popular item on the menu. Every time I go, I ask about it. And they say we don't have it today. My only complaint with some black businesses is that the customer service sucks in the hours that they are open. They may or may not be open on a given day. Have a good day. Thank you for sharing that, Renee. The caller shared a YouTube link, which I can't click on because I don't have volume on this computer. Matthew wants me to call my bottled water bland, brand Aqua Tubman. LT said, I didn't know you belt stuff out. According to Linda, I do. LT says, a lot of our people do not have front of the house skills. That is your house, servers, and bartenders. Black ownership can have the best chef with the best food, but those three areas of your restaurant can have you shut down because of poor customer service. LT just told us that Mitch McConnell is stepping down in November. Good. Get a Democrat in that Senate seat. The caller says, very ignorant take by Adam to categorize black businesses on the north side as being under par. There are many businesses on the southwest side that are white that are also under par. Liz Brown describes dudes like Adam very well, all skin folk and kin folk, Professor Hughes. Ray says, I think it would be a good idea for the local black barbershops to actually sell black hair care products and things like soap and facial necessities. Sure, we'll talk to Norman. Hi, Norman. Only got about a minute left. What's on your mind? Hey, I'll be real. I'll be real quick. Hey, you know when I go up north, man, it's kind of uncomfortable, man. Unless you're with some programs. Do you get that way when you go up north to eat and go fishing? Where up north? And I don't fish, buddy. Oh, he hung up. I, the only time I've ever fished was in Mississippi. Now I have traveled. Would you call Wisconsin Dells up north? I would, but Dells is a tourist town, so that don't count. I've been to Vilas County, Manaqua, and Woodruff, and I was nervous when I went because that's white people land. And I talked to a bartender and went to a bar called Sharkies, Sharks, Sharkies or something. And I had a couple in me because, you know, I'm on vacation, so I'm vacation drunk. And I said, hey, man, are y'all racist up here? I was honest when I, because I wanted to know. I said, you know, I asked him, y'all racist. And he looked at me, kind of turned his head. He was like, no, we have no problem with the blacks. It's the Native Americans that we hate up here. And while I was offended at his comments, I was also kind of relieved. So that's my experience with racism up north. It ain't us. It's the natives. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.